Hello and welcome to the Level Up Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Harl. As Dr. John C. Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. I will be interviewing CEOs, executive team members, and other leaders that are respected in the marketplace so that you can learn from their real-life experiences. Our goal is to help you level up, and more importantly, raise your leadership lid with practical action items that will help you make an even greater impact on the people you lead and the organizations you steward. If you're looking to level up your influence, then this is the podcast for you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, and today we have Ms. Victoria Washington, President and CEO of Vision IT, uh, a phenomenal woman that has uh, been the recipient of the Small Business Person of the Year in 2017, built her organization to $7 million in revenue, and has employed over 100 people across the country. Victoria, what did I miss in that introduction for you? I mean, I, I think you summed it up. I'm, I'm working on some more accolades, but thank you. Um, thank you for having me, first of all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm so excited to, to get into the nitty gritty with you on leadership. Uh, I don't believe that leadership is a designation, a title, uh, a position. It is something that you actually make a choice to do every single day, right? And we learn it on our journey. And I know you got tons of experiences uh, in your 18 years plus in business, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so leadership is held dear and near to my heart. Um, I am, I consider myself to be a servant leadership or a servant leader, sorry. Um, and I think that's important in any organization. Um, you know, you look at the characteristics of a leader. When we talk about vision, we talk about courage, we talk about integrity, humility, and focus. Um, all of those things are needed. And when you have the right leadership in place, then your business can go to, wherever your heart desires and beyond that. So thank you. I love that. I love that. Uh, Victoria, why don't you take us back to how your leadership journey actually began? Um, I would say it probably started middle school, high school. You really didn't think about it then. Um, but when I think about, you know, I held class office. I was in student leadership. I was captain on, I'm an athlete. You know, um, that's one thing you may not know about me. I did play D1 volleyball. Um, okay. Yes, yes, yes. But in the sports that I participated in, I held leadership roles. And like I said, when I think about it, when I thought about it then, it wasn't necessarily, you know, it needed to be done. I wanted to, I didn't characterize it as being a leader. But now, as I'm older and a little bit wiser, it's like, so it started probably around in middle school for me. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so what was it? Was it the coach that called you out and said, man, Victoria, she just hustles. She outworks everybody. She comes in early. She stays late. Was it that kind of thing? Or you just naturally stepped into that? It was the hustle and grind um, and also just people gravitating to me and, um, you know, looking to me to see okay, where do we need to go? What direction we need to take? So I think it was just the natural gravitation um, people had towards me and you know, just making sure and wanting to put in the work in order for us to reach whatever that next milestone was. I love it, I love it. Uh, so let's kind of change gears here. Okay. You've, uh, you started out as a, uh, an athlete leader, 
and then you eventually went through college, Division One college, uh, and then went on to uh, business. And obviously, you've made a great impact. You've grown a business to $7 million. You've employed over 100 people. There's a lot of things that are happening. But what was your greatest challenge as a leader? Um, my greatest challenge, I would say, is maintaining um, the connectivity, you know, as you grow, then um, I can't personally touch everyone. And our business is built on people. And that's important to me. I never want anyone to feel like they were a number um, or just a billable, you know, body for us. There always has to be that personal connection. And so um, as we started growing, and I realized that I couldn't be everything for everyone, then it was important that um, I instilled that in my leaders that, you know, below me and below them in our management chain and, you know, making sure that everyone knew that they were important. You know, we've instilled, um, recently just created um, a forum, Women in, in Vision. And basically it's for all the women that's within the company for us to get together. Okay, what's going on? How can, how can I help, right? It's a woman-owned company. You know, how can I help ensure that we're in leadership positions? What tools do you need? Um, also corporate-wide, we just started like this VIT Connect Forum for the entire company um, where, hey, let us have some time to connect and, you know, just creating different, um, platforms for our team to become engaged and I can interact with us, everyone as a whole versus I'm not able to do that one-on-one -on -one with everyone now. So that has probably been my greatest challenge because I want to, I mean, I want to, I want to be engaged with everyone, but realistically it, it's a little difficult. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's cool you launched that women's forum and uh, you're giving your team an opportunity to find different ways to connect, right? And we're in a, a remote world today. Right. So everything about how you connect with people, it, it, your team spans across the country and even outside the continental U.S., right? Yes. Yeah. So right now, I think we have everyone in the States, but we serviced in Iraq, Kuwait, um, Germany. But right now, I think everyone right is in the U.S. right now, but we're from East Coast to West Coast pretty much. Wow. Cool. Hopefully spread uh, out. So. Along that way, obviously you had some challenges like you talked about, but what, what do you, would you say is your greatest learning experience as a leader? Um, as a, a leader, I would say having to wear multiple hats. You know, you start a business, then you are everything to everyone. Uh, I mean, I was everybody from the janitor to HR to um, operations to payroll. Um, and not being afraid to take on that and, you know, rolling your sleeves up when you need to. But that was probably, I would say, it's just having to wear the multiple hats and, you know, taking the time to know when it's, okay, I can't do this anymore, <laughs> so I need help. And so then you bring in people to, okay, I can take off the recruiter hat because, I need a recruiter right now. I can't continue to do this and everything else. So figuring out when it's the right time to transition certain things. So, yeah, no, I, I know that. And I love your, uh, your philosophy of being the servant leader, right. And being willing to step into that and to own those things and, and to wear the many hats, yeah. uh, which is not uncommon in the startup world. Right. But 
when you can finally release it. Uh, let it go, let it go, let it go. And, and that's another thing, Chris, is, you know, when you start a business, uh, this is your baby, right? You nourish it, you feed it, you know, you want to see it grow up and um, it, it'll come to a point where you need to let things go. And um, that was a big thing on, you know, letting certain aspects of business go. But no, when you create an environment where you have people around you that are working for the success of the company, it's not necessarily for Victoria's success, it's the success of vision. Um, for the success of the company, then let them fly and don't, you know, try to, you know, pig them down to one particular, let them fly. So. That is so good. So good. Uh, I have worked under the micromanagers many years of my life, right? And, and to watch that, you know, when you're brought into an organization to make an impact as a leader, um, you're, when you're cutting people's legs off and arms off from being successful, then you're not really duplicating yourself, right? Right. right. And, and there's always another way, right? Victoria may have her way and I've done it this way. You know, I tell my team all the time, efficient and be efficient and effective right and what the way that I made was I was doing it worked for me but that may not work for you and we can get the same results do your thing do it I want to look at the results that's the end thing at the end of the day did you accomplish the results not necessarily trying to micromanage you to do the way that I would do it uh, because we're all individuals and um, I think it's important that you let people in your organization make mistakes. You know, if, are the mistakes intentional? Like I'm intentionally trying to fail. No, you know, it's, it's about living and learning. You know, hopefully it doesn't cost that much, right? In, in the mistakes. But if you don't let a person fail, then how would they know how to succeed? So that's, that's my philosophy on that. So good. So good. I love that. Well, let me ask you this. Um, I, I believe you're kind of a personal development fan like I am. So uh, what would you say your your favorite book and favorite podcast are? Uh, okay. So I probably have books with an S. Like I have some go-to books. Like when you want to go back and be like, I read it a, a million and two times, but I'm going to read it one more time. Yeah. Um, so definitely good to great, Jim Collins. Um Dare to Leave, I believe it's by Bernie Brown. Mm -hmm. um, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, John Maxwell are pretty good. Those would be my top three. Um, podcast, um, I would say is um, Lead to Win by Michael Hyatt and his daughter, Megan Hyatt. I think her last name's Miller. Um, leaders also, you know, we talked about focus as being a trait, you know, um, we can be pulled in different directions and having to do this. You know, I, when I started my business, my daughter was one. So I had a small kid. Um, and so, you know, I, I was uh, a mother, a wife and a business owner, and I was working on contract full time. And so, you know, we have to learn how to focus and making sure that we're um, utilizing our time the best of our ability and you know, creating what that focus time looks like for us. So Michael Hyatt um, has a series of podcast um, material as well that helps more like leadership focus. So really like what they're doing out there. 
That's incredible. And I am subscribing to that right after we wrap up because uh, I know focus is my greatest challenge, right? In leadership, especially if you're in any form of the trenches and still leading teams and, and building processes and strategy is, is, is tough. So uh, while we're on that topic and before I can get to this podcast, I'm just curious, what's one of the nuggets you've taken away from what he shares as a leader in helping you to focus like an actual tactical thing? <laughs> to be organized. Like, so one of the things that, you know, because I, I went to a, a couple of his seminars as well. And one of the things that I was struggling with was, okay, I'm trying to maintain my email and I get a thousand of emails. Sorry, let's see. When I start using my hands, I start pressing buttons. Unintentional, sorry about that. But um, one of the things was my email. Like I get a ton of emails. I was trying to manage my emails. So pretty much I'm spending a whole lot of time trying to check emails and I'm trying to work. And um, I remember he introduced the virtual assistant to me. And I was like a virtual assistant, a virtual assistant. And basically let your assistant do those things. Let that person try to organize your day and implement. Okay, so these are the emails that need my immediate attention. Um, so. You know, I may go and check my email twice a day versus me spending the entire day in my inbox. So am I really being productive on the strategic stuff that I need to focus on if I'm checking emails all day? So it's allocating your time where it's important. And, you know, also part of his teaching as well is, you know, creating your morning ritual. Know what that looks like, you know, if it's you know, okay, I come into the office, I need, you know, 30 minutes of downtown, and then I'll check my emails for 20 minutes. And then that's it until, you know, my next time I need to check emails. It, it requires discipline. And it's like, uh, you don't want me to check my emails. Like you want me to like close the email and like just let them come in and, you know, but if you have somebody that's kind of monitor them, they'll let you know if it's something, you know, burning that you need to address right then versus, okay, got an email from Chris and got an email from Dustin and because I'm gonna have a tendency of wanting to respond to you and I'm gonna stop doing what I need to do and I'm gonna stop being productive in the things that I need to actually get done. So productivity, definitely. That's so good. I think I need an assistant. <laughs> you get a virtual one. I need to learn more. Uh, I've heard it before and, and for whatever reason, I didn't take action on it. So now that I'm hearing it again and you seem to be at more peace with your email, oh, yeah. that's a good thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I got another question for you. Okay. Uh, for the up and coming leader, mm -hmm. we're to start your leadership journey all over again, right? In the business world, knowing the world we're in today, right? We've gone through COVID and all these other things. What advice would you give that person? Um my advice probably wouldn't change if it was non-COVID. I'll say that. Um, it's always dream big. Um, you know, my background, I wasn't a big dreamer. I probably wouldn't even categorize myself as a dreamer at all. Um, but dream big and don't set limits on yourself. Um, write it down. Because um, when we write things down, kind of hold us accountable to do something. Um, we have the greatest ideas in our head, but won't write it down because that means if I write it down, I'm going to see it. And so 
either I'm going to do it or I'm going to throw the paper away so nobody else can see it, right? Write it down and share it. That's the other part, right? So if I share this with Chris, then Chris can hold me accountable to what I wrote down. Um, and I would also say it's important that you find a mentor early. Um, it took me a while to find a mentor because um, that mentor uh, can help you through those ups, downs, trials, you know, trials and errors. They can help you with that versus, okay, I live and I learn, lesson learned, don't do that again. Um, where if I had somebody to help guide me and me to bounce those ideas off with, then um, I think that that would have helped me so much more. That is all fantastic. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in mentors. I, I try to have one in all the key areas of my life and uh, I, I would echo that. I think that's absolutely critical. And if you're not dreaming big, then why even dream at all? And uh, man, you've covered so many great things on focus and discipline and um, you know, the strategy and even the grinding through, right? Launching a business with a one-year-old and my gosh, talk about an overcomer, right? And that's already enough for many people, right? And uh, you went on and built a business that's around nearly two decades later, that's helped over hundred people actually find work in an exciting industry, doing really cool things. Uh, just uh, so impressed with what you've done, Victoria. It's been awesome to watch. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts, anything that you want to share that uh, maybe I didn't ask the right question for or something I missed that would be a great nugget that you could uh, wrap us up with? No, I, I think, you know, you, you asked the right questions. I think we, uh, we can go on and on about different topics. We could talk about focus. We could talk about productivity. We could talk about leadership on and on. I mean, so we could go on and on. Um, but I would probably say my top three tips that I would leave would be um, lead by example. Um, second one, servant leadership. And my third tip would be, you know, value your greatest assets and your assets are your people. Um, I'm a firm believer, anybody who works for our organization, um, Victoria has the hardest and the easiest job in the entire company. The hardest and easiest, all in the same sentence, yes. Um, and my job is to take care of my team. If I take care of my team, my team in turn will take care of my customer. My customer in turn will be happy. Victoria is happy. Simple. Um, and, you know, I value everyone in my organization. You know, even if I'm not able to touch them all directly now, um, I know what's going on. Um, I, I hear the highs. I hear the lows. And... Um, it's important as a leader that you value your people because they are your greatest asset. That is so good. I don't think I've seen that hashtag yet. <laughs> your assets, uh, man, it is, you know, being in the staffing world myself and watching how people shift and why they leave more times than not today, it's not about the money. It's the value that they know that their leadership really sees in them. And uh, kudos to you for, for making that one of your top three things. It's a priority. I mean, that's, it's vital for the future of companies, in my opinion. So I can tell why Vision is rocking and is continuing to, to do the same thing. So, well, awesome. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. I'm going to leave all the uh, great book recommendations and, and podcast recommendation 
along with all your other nuggets in the show notes. But uh, again, thank you for your time today, Victoria. Always a pleasure to be with you. Oh, thank you for having me, Chris. Have a good one.